The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night, 6.15 p.m. Central Time, right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. And if you miss it, we have you covered in podcast form the next day on Apple and Spotify. But however you listen, make sure you're liking, subscribing, giving us a good review, because we never want you to miss a good episode. My name is Chris Shad. I am a contributor at the Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. And on the right side of your screen is the managing editor of the Viking Age and my co-host, Adam Patrick. Adam, we missed you on Thursday night, so uh, I'm just going to ask casually, how was your vacation, man? <laughs> vacation? Uh, it was good. Uh, my my former roommates came and visited, also known as my parents. Then um, <laughs> we uh, went to the beach and stuff, so it was good. Uh, got sick again because my son is in school now, so he gets sick every day now. Um, so that's fun. Uh, but no, it was good. Nice to have some time off, but I'm back. I'm happy to be back in the grind, back in the the thick of things. Cause now, uh, even closer to the season, I'm happy that I was off on Saturday. So I didn't have to watch that, uh, preseason game because it's, and, uh, I watched the, the condensed version and that was even difficult to, to get through. So I didn't, I wasn't sad about that, but no, it was good. I'm just happy we're done with preseason, especially as I mean, it used to be we talked about it a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Like it was exciting when we were younger. It's like, OK, yeah. the third game, the dress rehearsal, right? The starters are going to play yeah. a half and we're going to pick everything through and everything else. And now it's just like, no, we're not letting anybody see the field. And a big reason why is because you don't want anybody important getting hurt, which somebody kind of important got hurt. But we'll get to that just a little bit later. Let's start with our first topic, though, and that is that teams are calling about Alexander Madison. Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press says that at least 12 teams or excuse me, 11 teams. I thought it was a dozen, but a little bit. No, he said 12. He said 12. Okay, I got 11 on my sheet, so that's good. So 12 teams, one dozen teams have called inquiring about the Vikings running back. He had 491 yards, three touchdowns on the ground last year, 228 yards and a touchdown receiving his yards per carry dropped in each of his three years since coming into the league with 4.6 in his rookie year and 3.7 last year. And he is entering the final year of his deal and is unlikely to sign an extension because Thomason says he wants to be a starting running back. Don't we all mm-hmm. should the Vikings trade Alexander Madison? And what do you need to pull the trigger, Adam? Um, I don't. I don't have a strong opinion. I feel like either way, because I've kind of been, I've been on this ever since they drafted Ty Chandler. Um, like as soon as that happened, I'm like, Oh, like Madison could be gone because mm-hmm. th- it's clear that they want someone who fits their system better, which is Ty Chandler. Who's faster. Uh, hits his holes correctly, has better vision. Um, and you know, 
kind of fits their system more, which doesn't seem like Madison does. I, I not that Madison can't be productive in in this new system, but it feels like Ty Chandler might be the better fit, which is why they went with him. Um, but yeah, either way, I don't care if he stays or goes. I feel like the Vikings should probably try. It's what Doogie from KSTP said: uh, a third, maybe a fourth, would get the Vikings to to agree. Um, I don't think they're going to get a third, uh, but I would I would think that a fourth is is reasonable considering that's what the Vikings gave up for Chris Herndon last year. Um, but yeah, that's another story. But yeah, I like I don't know because Madison he's a good number two running back, but. I don't think the Vikings are going to suffer with him not on the roster, especially if they're moving to a more passing oriented uh, offense where, you know, KJ Osborne is probably going to have more of an impact uh, on, on a game than, than Alexander Madison is, or even, even Irv Smith Jr. will have more of an impact. So I, I have no, no opinion either way. He's good back to have in case Dalvin Cook gets hurt, but, if he's not there, I think the Vikings and their offensive staff can figure out how to make up for him with, you know, Ty Chandler and Kane Wongwu. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I won't be sad if he goes, and I'm not going to be sad if he stays. So, but yeah, I'm not surprised. With you. There's a group of Vikings fans who are like, "Why would you trade him?" He's, I mean, and Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, has actually been on Twitter all day. Like, you can't trade him. Like, why? Why would you trade Alexander Madison? Really? Because he's a running back right. and you can find running backs wherever. And and I know the whole known commodity about Alexander Madison and, you know, him being able to start him. Hell, I wrote an article about it at zone coverage. So, I mean, I kind of pumped the tires on that a little bit too, but it's not earth shattering. Like if you get a third run to the bank, like, <laughs> like seriously, like what are, what are you doing if you're trading a third round pick for a running back? That just seems stupid to me. If, if it's a fourth, maybe you think about it, but they also gave up their fourth this year to trade up for a Caleb Evans in last year's draft. Um, I, I, I mean, it, I, I won't be sad either way. I, I'm just like you. And Ty Chandler, I, I mean, I think he makes the roster either way, so I don't think this is a move to like make room for him. But I, I think that, like you said, he fits this offense better. He's a little bit speedier. And let's not forget, like Alexander Madison was projected to be an undrafted pick, but Gary Kubiak pounded the table like, no, we need to take this guy. And they did it at the end of the third round because that's what the Vikings do, apparently. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see what happens here because yeah. like what team teams is think, a lot. Yeah. What team do you think would benefit from having Alexander Madison the most? I keep going back to the Seahawks because of uh, oh. Chris Carson. He retired. Uh, I think Rashad Penny's hurt, um, and he seems like a Seahawks, like a Pete Carroll kind of kind of running back. And I feel like they would give up, you know, the the draft capital, whatever maybe needed. Maybe they won't now because they're kind of rebuilding. But they would be someone who's probably interested in uh, a Madison. I see. I Is feel there like, yeah. any running back that Pete Carroll doesn't like? <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, you can run the ball. Yeah, uh, let's let's throw him in there. Maybe like an Alvin Kamara because all he does is catch. Yeah, we're he's, not gonna throw it to you. Can't although Marshawn Marshawn Lynch was he was an underrated receiver. He was he was a good receiver. he was. So, but he could also ram it through the tackles. Which I can uh, just I can just see Madison in a Seahawks uniform. Like sure, already he like fits that mold that we've become accustomed to in the. 
Pete Carroll era. Um, some other teams, maybe, I don't know, the Steelers, because I think uh, Najee Harris, is he's kind of banged up too. I could see that. That like, Liz Frank injury. That's yeah, not all, good for a running right, back. Right. All those all those like teams like the Chiefs, Steelers, and Seahawks, you can kind of maybe sense a theme here, but they all have older coaches, so they're more, you know, interested in the type of running back that Alexander Madison, you know, is. He's not he's not the Ty Chandler type. He's not even the, the Dalvin Cook type. Um it's funny you mentioned like running backs are so expendable. I think Sony Michelle got released today by the Dolphins. He was, I believe he was a starting running back for the Rams last year when they won the Super Bowl and he just got released. Mm-hmm. So that tells you how much this offense values, you know, a running back because they don't. So, um, yeah, Steelers, Chiefs, I don't know, Giants, Bills, like he's a, he's a, he would be a good running back, like a good number two running back for a team that kind of feels like they can contend. So even like a team like the Chargers, I don't know who they have other than Austin Eckler back there. So maybe them too. I think maybe the Eagles. Yes. I I don't know. There's just a lot of teams that have these weird type of committees. And I don't think that like, I don't see Alexander Madison as an RB one. I know he had a couple of good games, but I mean, a lot of his yards came on like one or two big runs, which you can say the same thing about Dalvin cook, but the the guy's vision's just not there. We've seen it plenty of times. Like you mentioned Seattle. I was wondering Mm -hmm. if you thought he'd be a good Seahawk because of that fourth down run uh, in 2020. Um, that probably cost him a playoff spot. It was one of several things that cost him a playoff yep. spot that year. But um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just don't think there's any team that's just like I have to have Alexander Madison. And if there is, you you right. have to you have to pull the trigger. Like I don't care about depth. I I should, <laughs> I should retract that statement because I, I could get burned by that. I don't care about holding on to a guy who running back clearly yeah. doesn't have a future here, especially right. a running right. back. Yeah. So if you, yeah, that's the thing. Like if you can get these guys on one year contracts, if you can get something for them and you have guys to make up for their production, then yeah, you should be looking to to trade them. Like all the reports have said the Vikings aren't like they're not search they're not actively searching to get rid of Madison. And they should Yeah. But if someone's coming along to them with a, a good offer, then they're gonna listen. Um and I think that's one thing that's that that Quasi Adolfo Mens has been good at has been like, you know, we're not really interested in shopping this guy but if you have an offer we're gonna listen Uh, he runs he runs it like my fantasy football team (laughs) it's like i'm not trading justin jefferson but if you want to make an offer that's fun you know one of the uh i'll go down this road one of the uh podcasts i listen to has a segment called is it enough for justin jefferson it's a dynasty fantasy football podcast so they just they just basically throw out like bad offers for justin jefferson and then just laugh at him like this, is that's basically, that's not happening here, but I mean, it's just, it's the same thing. Like you can offer if you want to. I mean, we're probably hanging on to them. If mm-hmm. then something that knocks my socks off. But yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the Ravens too, another team I was thinking of when you were saying that because oh. they're a, a run team. And I feel like I've been hearing that they're going to get back to their kind of bread and butter of running it down your throat this year after last year when they lost like their whole backfield. Um, so, and I think, uh, what's his name? JK Dobbins is still kind of dinged up. He's not fully ready. So I could see maybe them looking into that, but yeah, 12 teams, there's apparently at least 12 teams have called. So there's, there's interest there for sure. Well, 
Speaking of injuries and teams that are looking for contingency plans, the Vikings are in that boat. BC Johnson tearing his ACL in Saturday's preseason finale against the Broncos. He was injured in the third quarter. Kevin O'Connell said it didn't look good, and he was right. Now, O'Connell did mention that he did do enough to make the 53-man roster, but uh, it's it's unfortunate because he suffered an injury in his opposite knee. I don't know if it's right, left, or whatever, but he tore his ACL last year toward in the other knee this preseason. I mean, how big of a loss do you think BC Johnson is to this year's team? Depth wise, it, it could be a significant loss, but I don't think it's huge. Cause I think he was kind of still as much as Kevin O'Connell alluded to, like he earned a spot. I still like feel like he was kind of on the bubble of making this, this roster um, because you got the first three, you got Jefferson Thielen, uh, KJ Osborne. Then you got Amir Smith Marset. He earned a, earned a spot, so he's four. Then you look at someone like Jalen Naylor, who apparently Keenan McCardle pounded the table for in the draft. So that's five. So do you keep? You know, I think you're on the bubble there. Depending on what you do at other positions, do you keep five receivers? Do you keep keep six receivers? Um, but it did sound like you know BC Johnson earned a spot. I think it would have been fine because if 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 a KJ Osborne or a Thielen goes down and he's someone you can rely on to get open. I think Kirk Cousins is pretty comfortable with him uh, as far as chemistry wise, but he's not going to blow you away with anything. And he's, he could be a good special teams guy. Uh, That's what that's, I think that's where he got hurt on is actually a a special teams play, just kind of non-contact and he went down, but yeah, it's a bummer uh, because it's his last year of his contract. So, you know, next year, who knows if, if a team's going to be willing to give him a shot. I feel like the Vikings are probably going to be one of the only teams that might give him a shot because they're very familiar. They're the most familiar with what he's done recently, and they saw him all camp. And um, So I feel like they might be the only team, and otherwise might be like B.C. Johnson trying out in the XFL to get his, you know, re- rehabit- rehabilitate his career. But no, I don't think it's a huge loss. I feel like maybe an Amir Smith-Marset would have been a a bigger loss because he's looks like he's gonna be the punt returner too do you think that if you sign with the xfl like you get to rehab with the rock because if that's like the case (laughs) like sign me up man i got two bad knees but the rock's gonna straighten me into shape let's go to the iron paradise do they i wonder if they have a drug testing program in the xfl or if they just encourage it the uh i i don't know it's probably not vince mcmahon like on something or other like this is the XFL. right 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 well they had very, the they had the a re- very good earthy vince mcmahon <laughs> they had the reboot by the way and he was he wasn't involved was he was i was think he was it? more behind the scenes like he yeah. was involved but he wasn't he signed the checks yeah he signed and uh, they bounced <laughs> uh-huh. 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 um this yeah. is why you this is why you sit 33 players on saturday night though i mean yeah. That, that was kind of a startling amount, like looking at, through Twitter before the game. But it, it's exactly why you do it. You don't want Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen or Kirk Cousins or anybody important to go down. And I'm not saying that BC Johnson's not important. He, he's just not a season over injury for me. Right. Like you, you have enough depth where you're going to be okay. I like what Amir Smith-Marset has done this preseason. He had that great game against the Bears last year. Uh, He caught all four punts. He didn't screw up. So, I mean, that's a bonus. Had a good return, too, against the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Jalen Naylor, Tristan Jackson. I mean, Jackson's kind of a little bit shaky, but, I mean, 
you could do worse. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's injuries like this. That is why the Rams just decided we're going to add one more receiver. Just keep adding them. Just mm-hmm. keep lining them up because they, they go down. It's almost like Zimmer with corners, right? Like he, he wanted to have eight corners on the roster. Cause like they get dinged up, they get hurt. That's exactly what he said. Um, I don't think the Vikings need to go out and sign a receiver right away. They can kind of wait on that a little bit. But if the Vikings get off to a fast start, there's one name that intrigues me, and it's Odell Beckham Jr. And I was listening to Collar, and he's just like, I don't know. He does probably doesn't want to be like the number three receiver. Well, when he signed with the Rams, who were on their way to the Super Bowl, they had Cooper Cup, and they had Robert Woods. So I don't, Woods, I don't know. No, Woods went down. Yeah, Woods went down. That they, they, hell, Odell Beckham went down in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just was a domino effect. So I mean, he's he's just a name I think the Vikings should keep an eye on because oh yeah, if there's an injury or if you know, let's say KJ Osborne goes down and you're sitting there in October, you're in good position in the NFC North. Give him a call. There's LSU ties all over this team. Good like friends I, with Jeff- Jefferson. Right. He gave and him money after the, the national team was wearing free OBJ shirts like in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. He was giving like, he gave Jefferson money after the national championship. Yeah. He got in trouble for. Isn't isn't it weird how Odell Beckham's career has turned out though? Like this guy was basically where Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. after the first 2 years of his career and now he's just like hired gun wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, cuz he had uh what what's the the uh Old Giants coach's name, uh, who's now with the ben Panthers. Ben McAdoo? Yeah, that's th- he's the reason probably why thing went to to crap because he's the reason he's he's well, when the Giants started last to year, then. Well, he was with good the, with the Browns. Oh, with the Browns. Oh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Not he was hurt, so he couldn't give him the ball, and then OBJ's dad decided to get involved, and that. Uh, but the Browns, the Browns are a whole. There's a reason why they're called the Browns. <laughs> Um, they're more the, like the greens these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like o- Odell's going to be keeping an eye on the contenders this year. Like, and he's going to be like, "Do I want to live?" Because, because the Rams could be good again. He, and he, I feel like he lives in L.A. probably already. Um, John, you know, Josh Gordon is sitting there somewhere, like the Leo DiCaprio meme, just like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you're talking about that picture. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, the somebody said he's got the bag of weed. Somebody said it was mashed up avocado. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. It was. Oh, uh, it's yeah. for my glaucoma. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Them, the Bills, the Rams, the Bills, maybe the Vikings because the O'Connell connection, even, even a team like the Bengals, like L- talking about LSU connections, like o- OBJ on the Bengals. That would be. Oh, that'd not, be fun. Not surprising at all. So that Chase Higgins gonna, and OBJ yeah. and, and Joe Burrow. Weren't the Packers trying to get him last year, but they they lowballed him? Like, what are you yeah. doing? And then Tomate Adams said, Oh, you don't want to win a Super Bowl, huh? And then they got he's like they 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 were gonna give me the league minimum. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's oh, no, I, 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at that. I've always liked Odell Beckham. I've liked him. I feel like people have kind of treated him the same way in his career, like Randy Moss. Obviously, he's not as good as Randy Moss, but like the polarizing persona or whatever that he has, it isn't really polarizing. Like, has he ever gotten any trouble? No. No. Like, he's the things he's done, he's done on field is like getting into fights when he's been competitive. Uh, okay, did the thing with like the, the net where you like proposed to it, the field goal net or whatever. 
Um, but like Randy Moss did that stuff too. Like he scored, he's like a Chad Johnson, Randy Moss kind of guy. Like these guys do stuff on the field when they're competitive, but off the field, you don't got to worry about them. So yeah, I have no problem with that. Well, maybe Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be something the Vikings add later in the season. But for right now, the Vikings need to trim down to 53 players by Tuesday at, is it three or four? Is it four Eastern or three? Four Eastern. Four Eastern. So three it's three o'clock our time. Yep. Um, yeah, a lot of important decisions to be made. I made a 53-man roster prediction. You made a 53-man roster prediction, which is at the Viking age right now. Yep. And we had a couple of interesting differences. So I think we should talk about them. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. Let's fight. Um, <laughs> get your gloves because you had Kellen Mond making the mm. team over Sean Mannion. And I had Sean Mannion making the team over Kellen Mond. Who wants to go first? You or me? Uh, well, um, I'll just go first because I have no desire to see Sean Mannion in a Vikings uniform ever again. I don't care what has to happen. There's just, there is no reason to keep him on a roster. He is a coach. He is not a quarterback. He is not a player in this league. He is a coach. Make him a coach if you want to keep him around so bad. There's no reason to take up a roster spot with Sean Mannion. So do that. Uh, I just kept, I think Kellen Mond, I just look at this like people are like, oh, he's struggling or whatever. I look at I still look at this year as his rookie year. Like I just interpret it as like these are his rookie struggles because he didn't have he didn't have any of this last year. He didn't even he didn't even get like these struggles because he didn't have an opportunity to have them. So I just look at his year as being a rookie year. I think uh, being with this coaching staff for a year would benefit him. I feel like he's already taken strides in the right direction. He still has a long way to go. But I feel like, you know, another season, uh, you know, he could be he could be the backup next year. And I think, you know, that's that's what you kind of want. You don't want to have to have this again, this quarterback to battle, just have a backup already. And I think it'd be good to keep him because I think if they put him on the practice squad, I feel like there's going to be a team or two that tries to sign him. I don't think he's going to be, you know, just hanging out there as, as some people think like he's not going to be signed because there were team he was drafted two years ago. So teams are still going to be interested in him. There's always a team that's like, Oh, I can fix him. So I don't think putting him on the practice squad is, is going to be, it's going to work, but maybe the Vikings have other ideas. I don't think you said anything wrong. And honestly, I almost rather have Kellen Mond on the active roster because you can develop him as a quarterback three, give him one more year and then just kind of give this thing one more chance. Um, the reason why I think Sean Mannion makes the team. And I'm not I'm not going with what I want. I'm going w- with what I think will happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that Sean Mannion's going to stick on this team in some stupid fashion. Be- you know why? Because Kirk Cousins is the ultimate creature of comfort. Like, look at this entire offseason. Like, how many people have been jacked about this offense? And Kirk Cousins has been like, I don't really know. I, I, all offenses are the same, but, but I got to have flashcards and I got to learn all this stuff and every, everything else. He goes out in a practice last week and apparently threw three picks. Could have thrown two more. Like he needs prime offensive line, prime wide receivers, prime running back, prime fullback, Cabana <laughs> boy fanning him off, giving him pina colada. And maybe, maybe he can throw a check down to CJM. Like in the fact that 
he's friends with Sean Mannion and like their study buddies. And he brings like Oreos and like cold <laughs> milk or whatever. I would say Coors Light, but it, I don't think Kirk drinks beer. So not even like the non-alcoholic kind or like Nick yeah. Ultra that it's not really beer. It's just more like carbonated water. He makes like, that face. He makes that face if he has to have beer. Like, <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying here, though. No, like yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. is so jacked about this. <laughs> like Adam Thielen was just like, I'm excited, Ex- excited, excited. Um, routes and hot route and excited modern offense. Excited, excited. Um, uh, excited, excited. Like. Kirk's like, eh, it's not really different. I, I need my friend Sean Mannion. Why? So when you throw a pick, <clears throat> you can go to the sidelines. So I would have made that throw too, Kirk. To defend Kirk, I, though, I he has kind of been in this offense before when he was with Washington. So it's it might not. What he's trying to say is that it might not be different for him, you know, compared to everyone else because he's been kind of been in the system before. But yeah, it's definitely different than what they've been running the last few years. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, Here's the other thing, too, because me and you have said this before. Like, why doesn't Sean Mannion just turn into a coach, right? Luke Rod had a very good point. Uh, Sean Mannion's salary as a potential back oh, yeah. quarterback this yeah. year is $1.2 uh, $1. million, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the average salary of an NFL assistant is $150,000 to $175,000. Yeah. So but it, compared to nothing. I, yeah, I take that. I, I mean, that's yeah. still, that's a lot of money, but. Um, and I don't know. I wonder if he has more guaranteed money than he does, than he would for to be a coach. Um, yeah. But coaching has got to be in his future, no matter what. Um, he, like he see, he seems like he's the next, next coming of Kevin O'Connell. Like he's in that exact mold of like not working out and then helping, uh, you know, a Kirk Cousins in his future. <laughs> Like that's the difference between like him and Chase Daniel. Like Chase Daniel's probably gonna be a coach too at some point. Yeah. But he doesn't embarrass himself when he's on a football no. field, you know. Sean Mannion does. Like I like how I many want t- Sean Mannion yeah. off this team as much as you do, but how many touchdowns yeah. does Sean Mannion throw uh this One. preseason? preseason? Oh, this preseason zero. Zero. In the preseason. And he's been in the league for eight years. Yeah. And he throws zero touchdowns in the preseason. Mm-hmm. In three games, yeah, yeah, you you should not be in the league. You should not be. In, he it wasn't like he was in the on the field for like two. He played entire halves. So you're not he wrong. Should, he shouldn't be. No, but I understand. I understand you're doing it. You're predicting uh, that what the Vikings are going to do. Which I don't know. I because they seem like I don't know. They seem like they're they look more like the the analytic stuff. And if you look to stuff like PFF, like Sean Mannion is terrible. And even Kellen Mond, he looks kind of okay. But Sean Mannion's been like in the 40s uh, for like his PFF grades. And it's been, it's just been terrible. I, I feel, all right, we got to stop talking about Sean Mannion. I'm going to start throwing up in my mouth. Well, how about we talk about running backs? We oh, talked about yeah. it a little bit with uh, Alexander Madison. But, uh, you know, I, I'll leave Ty Chandler alone because he's yeah. kind of tied into that yeah. conversation. But CJ Ham, we both have him on the roster. He's yeah. not played this preseason. A lot of people are like, well, they cut Jake Vargas. Like, what, what's going on? Why haven't they used uh, fullback personnel? Why do you think CJ Ham makes the roster? Uh, well, it's really giveaway when he hasn't played the last two pre- preseason games. So it's pretty clear that they want him to stay healthy for the season. And I think they're only going to keep like three tight ends, three or four. So he can uh, fill in that kind of role as a H back or whatever. Um, and it seems like, and Kevin O'Connell's been like, bragging about him all offseason um so it'd be kind of weird to like brag about him and then and then cut him 
Um, so yeah, the 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 dead giveaway has been like him not playing these last two weeks because he'd be on the field if because uh, he's the only fullback, so he'd be on the field if uh, they didn't want him probably. But yeah, CJ Ham, he's I gonna think be, it's he's gonna be on the team. I think it's a matter of everybody's going like, well, Sean McVay's offense didn't have a fullback. Why would they? Why would they want CJ Ham? Well, because Kevin O'Connell is keeping this is even illusion. illusion of complexity this is like throwing the thing like you do not see anything until yeah. i tell you you can see anything and i think once the season starts i don't know it's I, it's not like cj ham's gonna become this ultimate weapon but no. he's a talented dude yeah. <laughs> like just to put he's it, a good locker room guy too. yeah he's he good in the room right mm-hmm. he's good in the room uh he can block. He can run. Yeah. We've seen him make catches. I I think there's some kind of not like he's gonna blow up type of plan, but like there's an interesting plan for CJ Ham. So so I think I think he makes the cut. I think this talk is kind of stupid that people think he won't, but I I'm just throwing it out there. No, I thought I thought at first, but but like I said, those two him sitting out these last two weeks is a huge giveaway because he's not hurt. So yeah. Um, next kind of interesting debate, uh, Ole Udo and Jesse Davis. I think you had Davis getting cut. I think mm-hmm. I had Udo getting cut. Um, choose your fighter. <laughs> but like, Man, these guys are bad. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like Jesse Davis has been on the practice field like half the time this summer just because of whatever he's dealing with injury wise. And then when he's been in the games, he hasn't been good either. And they, and he got beat out by Ed Ingram. They've been shuffling him over to like left guard or whatever. Um, and I just look at someone like Ali Udo, who he's played guard before, so he has that experience. It wasn't very good, but he's more suited to be a tackle. And I think the Vikings need more tackle depth than they do guard depth because they have like they, they have someone like Chris Reed, even someone like Austin Slotman, who played very well this preseason. I think he he's going to play a, a big role in whatever they do with. Uh, who are we talking about? Davis. Yeah, Jesse Davis. And Jesse Davis last year was one of the worst offensive linemen in the league. Yeah. So, like, this 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 signing was questionable from the very beginning, and it was just kind of – it was very questionable that the Vikings were trying to make him, like, he's going to be our starting right guard. And so everyone's like, okay, uh, <laughs> I guess so. And then Ed, Ed Ingram beat him, and everyone's like, well, it's because he was hurt. And then Jesse Davis was healthy, and then Ed Ingram was still the – the guy and and Ed Ingram, he hasn't been perfect. He, we've seen him in the preseason; he's given up some a sack or two. Um, so it's not like he's been amazing. Um, but Jesse Davis just hasn't impressed me, and I think he's on a multi-year deal. But uh, if they get rid of him this year, it's like a dead cap hit of under two million. So it wouldn't even be like a huge. They wouldn't be eating a lot of money, and I think they actually come away with like. They create 200k in cap space if they release him, so it wouldn't even be that big of a, of a deal. Yeah, I dialed um, up Spot Track right now. Oh my! Yeah. Um, so it's a one year deal, but okay. they uh, added seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of uh, dead cap money in uh, twenty twenty three. So they put a void here on this guy. Smart. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, uh, and Ali Udo's younger. That would that yeah. that always is the the trump card. You look at a guy like, okay, he's he's younger, so he has more upside. Unless you're Kellen Mond, uh, he's he's got more more upside. So well, that's, and, that's my argument. And Ole's probably a tackle, right? 
Like mm-hmm. they're not doing this guard thing, so mm-hmm. he can play tackle. I mean, they're both bad, but I mean, Udo yeah. is a tackle to begin with, and we've seen Jesse Davis the tackle, and that's the one that Miami Dolphins fans were like, "Why are you signing him? That's an yeah. awful move." But <laughs> um, yeah. and the injury thing too, like you need someone you can rely on, and Ali Udo was he was healthy for like the entire season last year, so he's he's reliable in in that sense, I guess. So moving over to the defensive side, our defensive linemen, uh, I have here they're wildly different, but not really. Uh, we both have Dalvin Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips, Armand Watts. We both had T.Y. McGill, who was placed Man. on injured reserve. So that sucks for him, by the way. Yeah. Like that ankle, like third play of the game, he just goes out. Like that, I, I think that was one of the reasons I wanted to watch the game was see what mm-hmm. if T.Y. McGill could get like another couple of sacks and be like that. This dude's a menace. But, um, you know, give him three weeks to heal up and maybe you can yeah. use him a little if bit someone, later. I, I yeah. love the fact they put him on injured reserve instead if of someone gets hurting him. Yeah. If someone gets hurt, then, you know, they can do an injury settlement or whatever and then try and bring him back because it, it, it didn't sound like it was a serious injury. But, you know, if you're going to injure reserve, probably more serious than we probably thought. Uh, I got my lunches mixed up. Blake Lynch is a linebacker. Who's the, who's yeah. the defensive tackle? Uh, 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 I can't remember off the top of my head. James, James Lynch. Okay. James, Baylor. the ginger Lynch. Yeah. I was about to say ginger Baylor guy. Um, yeah, we both have him on there. I, I don't know. That's just by default. And a lot of people saying Bullard is in. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, but I think the big winner of the McGill injury is Assessi Tomowo, the former gopher. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he makes the team now, right? Yeah. 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 And I that think could I, change too with cuts. I mean, they could look somewhere yeah. else and be like, hey, we like this guy. But right. Yeah. The that these those last two or three guys that you named are gonna be like bubble guys, depending on what they do at, at other positions. But yeah, I think other than Bullard, I pretty much agree with that. I just I didn't I don't ever remember hearing Bullard's name watching any of like the preseason games not that it's the only thing that matters but you know I never was like oh Jonathan Bullard stood out today and like I, I don't think so so yeah but this isn't really a position that I feel like they're, they're too worried about they have some pretty decent depth with 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 even James Lynch who, who was okay during the preseason and he's been with the team for a little bit so he knows knows what to do uh, yeah and Harrison Phillips and the guys that they have as starters are are not are known to be pretty durable. So I don't think they're worried about this position group too much. Uh, both of us had four outside linebackers. Uh, I had Blake Lynch make the team, and I'm not so sure about it. I, I think he's more of a Zimmer guy anyway, so I could see mm-hmm. him getting cut. Not going to stand on a hill for him. Uh, we both had Chris Boyd make the team. <laughs> uh, big Chris Boyd podcast here. Yeah. But um, I, you know what? I, I, I'll tell you why I put Boyd on there because – He's played most of the preseason games mm-hmm. and he's looked all right. I mean, third he knows best, what he's doing. Third best PFF defensive grade this this Yeah. Preseason, yeah. Which and is I mean, he's crazy. Decent special teams guy. Great in the room. Again, great in the room. <laughs> yeah. I think the booth injury is going to help him a lot because they're just still, yeah. they're not sure with that. So they want to make sure they have enough corners that they can semi rely on. Because, you know, if, if Pearson or Dancer goes down that first game, then you know they need an outside guy pretty quickly because Chan Sullivan's on the inside, and you know who do you go with, Caleb Evans or Chris Boyd? So yeah, um, 
yeah, I think I think Boyd makes a team. Like, I don't have anything against him. I just thought he wasn't good, and I feel like he's he's taken advantage of his opportunities this summer. I'm I'm impressed by what he's been able to do. Um, so yeah, I I think he makes a team. I think some people have said like, you know, he's expendable or like the preseason eh, he he did okay, but he wasn't that great. But like the numbers show, he did pretty good. Who's gonna tell jokes in the locker room? <laughs> they cut him. Who's gonna post all the Instagram, uh, you know, stories inside the locker? Do it for the, the gram, room? man. Yeah, do it for was, the gram. Didn't he have like a a B Rob? Didn't they try to do like some sort of B Rob like show with him, like his own kind of thing, like hot mic or something? With, with oh, Chris I Boyd? thought I thought you meant like he was on ninety six questions because he was. Oh, he. Was, I mean, but he I, said to do like abolish Oklahoma or something because <laughs> that it was like, you need to get rid of one co- collegiate program. Who mm-hmm, is it? Mm-hmm. He's like Oklahoma. Cause he went to yeah. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he did like, I remember he did like some hot mic show or whatever where he, where he held like a boom mic over. He interviewed people with a boom mic, um, which is like I those, those, remember that. those big mics. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he doesn't make it, but I think he's going to no. be one of those guys where they're like, we got to shuffle people around. So, because there's a couple, I think T.Y. McGill is really the only surprise, but he was hurt, so they had to get rid of him. Um, you know what? There's not really many surprises here. There aren't. Like this, I, I mean, we're we've gone 40 minutes in this episode, and we've really tried. I, I mean, a for <laughs> effort, right? We kind of spun off into like Odell Beckham Jr. We kind of yep. spun off into some other weird things. Um, did you see? Let's just, let's talk about this. Let's close it out this way. Did you see Scott Frost? Uh, perform an onside kick up 11 points. Oh, I heard about it. I heard how Nebraska hasn't changed at all. Like having their linemen puke during practice. Yeah. And everyone's like, how'd that work out? That really, really benefited you. They seem He's... really exhausted and pale. This is weird. Was it? Where was Scott? Wasn't he at UCF before Nebraska? He was. Yeah. And he was, he was, I think he was Mike Hughes coach actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Hughes on on the Lions now, and I keep looking for him every time I watch Hard Knocks, and I'm like, I can't find him. Um, which is there are also, some people who just run away from the camera when that happens. Yeah, but. yeah, which is probably for the best. Yeah. Um, not Dan Campbell. Chris Boyd he, would run right to it, uh, man. Yeah. Where's that camera? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Put this on the gram. Uh, Jefferson would be there too. Let's not let's not get around. He'd be oh, that'd center. be awesome. Yeah, but that would that would be very interesting. Who? I think if the Vikings miss the playoffs this year, they're on the hook. They could be told that they're doing hard knocks next year. I was so. watching. OK, so I was watching Luke Braun's documentary and uh, they're yeah, doing the night. Yeah, they're doing the 90s Vikings and like kind of talking about hard knocks and like Vikings and everything. Imagine like the 1990s Vikings, like the 98 Vikings on oh, hard knocks. John Randall. Just, <laughs> They could do. They Randy could do Moss. all six parts Chris on Carter. John Randall just talking. Yeah, Randy Moss. I think, I think people forget how much of a trash talker Chris Carter was. Like people yeah. see him on TV and he's kind of soft spoken now, but he was big time trash talker. Like oh, he one was, of the best. He was. Um, how do you use the word? He was kind of a diva, but it was he was, he was an awesome diva. But he was like, good. That's why he was good. He was a diva. <laughs> like he, the all he did is catch touchdowns. Thing. It's like. One of the yeah. greatest quotes ever. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I just had a big goofy grin on my face for an hour and a half watching that thing. Well, okay. Not the entire, cause they went over the 98 NFC championship game, but <laughs> yeah, I started watching, I watched the, like the seventies one. I started yeah. watching a little bit of it and I was like, all I could think of was like, 
whoever did this music for this is, did a good job because it's just like hits at the right spots like the the 80s like ambient kind of like video game kind of music and like watching like the old highlights and i'm like oh this this, this is pretty good stuff so yeah it's the good vikings, i gotta i gotta check out the 90s one for sure the vikings playing a tight game in the fourth quarter of a super bowl like blew my mind like whoa but <laughs> alas we're still here so uh anything else you want to close this down with i don't think so cut down days tomorrow yes like we said at three so it'll be it'll be one o'clock for me for me on the west coast um and then yeah we got less than two weeks until the Vikings play the Packers. Packers fans are already like, like saying how it's their are the Vikings fans Super Bowl and you know we're gonna get so excited when Z- Zadarius Smith gets a sack when they're up seventeen points and I'm just like bookmarking all these tweets and just like okay I can't wait to retweet these when the Vikings kill you. I heard the other day like I don't know what podcast it was. Oh I think it was um uh what's his name sharp um he was on the ringer podcast and he was saying how uh like we're not sharp it was the other guy one one of the guys on the ringer on the bill simmons podcast was saying how like the vikings he feels like the vikings could just come out and like make a huge statement in week one just blow out the packers and be like yeah we're this is not mike zimmer's vikings this is a new new Vikings. so you know be careful. If Jump up big and just step on their throat. If yeah. that happens, I will lose my mind. And then I will be retweeting all of those bookmark tweets that I've been saving. So I wouldn't be able to write the recap for Bring Me the News. <laughs> I would be so excited. Just like, wow. Like, yeah. yeah. Stock up be, on the cigarettes. Great. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't feel bad about anything that happens to Aaron Rodgers from now on. I'm so sick of that dude. I'm so sick of him being like, I don't want the attention, but. I'm going to be on every podcast and get all the attention. There is this teacher once. He said, I never make it. <laughs> but guess what? Here Dude, I am. Dude, you're not, you're not Michael I'm going to play this song. One Super Bowl. I wrote it while I was on Percocet. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I might be on Percocet Speaking right of now. I don't Josh know. Gordon being pissed off. I'm sure he's loving all these stories. Oh, God. Aaron Rodgers. That's the first person I thought of during this whole thing. <laughs> he's just like. I don't know. Richard Sherman got banned for Adderall. There's that too. But Aaron Aaron Rodgers, take whatever you want. want Sip like acid tea or whatever. Go ahead. I'm getting heated. It's probably time (laughs) to shut this down. Well, thank you for checking out the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night at 6.15 p.m. Central Time right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss it, we have you covered in podcast form the next day on Apple and Spotify. But however you listen, make sure you're liking, subscribing, giving us a good review because we never want you to miss a new episode. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel.